Hey folks, welcome into the Irish Steelers podcast as we get set after the bye week for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for week seven in the NFL as we are getting into the autumn weeks of the NFL season. Delighted to be joined by both Jimmy English and Dave McKee. Jimmy, first off, a warm welcome in. Bye week's over, man. Ready to go. I know, yeah. The season's absolutely flying by, Mick. I don't know what's going on here at all. Um, but it was strange not having Steelers football last Sunday. I was over in the States, actually, so I got to watch the NFL on Sunday at, at a reasonable hour for a change. So it would have been nice to have seen the Steelers. Um, but I, you know, all the same, it was great to be able to watch football uh, at the hour it was intended to be watched at. Even I got to watch uh, Sunday Night Football on NBC, which is something that I don't often get to do. So that was a, that was a bit of a treat, but... Looking forward now to the Rams game on Sunday night uh, and hopefully getting uh, picking up where we left off um, two weeks ago now. So, yeah, it's it's uh, great to be here with you boys, as always. We bring our guest in, Dave. A warm welcome to you. I was over in England the last three weeks and I, I'm i ready for a rest this weekend. I put the feet up and watch the Rams game. How are you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm doing well, Mike. Uh, thanks for asking. The back week was... Um... I had a bit of a chance, you know, just to watch a few games without having to sort of scream at the television. But the rugby on the Saturday night sort of gave me that chance. Disappointing result for us, but um, gave me a bit of chance, you know, on the Sunday to watch the Rams, see how we match up with them. So um, apart from that, all good. And it's good to have Steelers football back. So yeah, bring it on. I forgot about the rugby. So thank you for that, Dave, for depressing me. I'm joking. Hard luck to the lads. And uh, it was great to see the Steelers out on the count, shout them out as well. Um, delighted to welcome in our guest this week. Uh, storyteller, sideline reporter, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Missy Moffies, Missy Ed, we I see your content everywhere, and it's it's just great to have you on the podcast. Welcome in to the Irish Steelers podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Missy, tell us just before we go into talking about the team and your career, uh, have you ever had a chance to be in Ireland before? Have you ever had had a chance to come over? I have not. I'm jealous of a lot of people from the Steelers organization who have. Um, I got to go to London with the team in 2013 when they played the Vikings at Wembley, which was super cool. Um, would love to come to Ireland. Uh, I was actually at that game. This is my first and only Steelers game, which I'm kind of disappointed to to admit. So I need to get to another game soon. But like, we're able to listen now to the radio broadcasts of the Steelers here in Ireland, uh, thanks to thanks to Off the Ball, um, and obviously to your sideline report. So, can you tell us a bit about what that is like being the eyes and ears for for Steelers Nation down in the field? I think that's so cool that you guys get to hear it. By the way, that when we first it found is. out, I was like, "That's really weird, but also awesome." Um, because Steelers Nation is everywhere. Um, and I love the following that you all have. Um. It's really cool. Doing sidelines is by far one of my favorite things I've ever had a chance to do in my career. There's a lot of other things that I like, but you're close to the action. You can hear players and coaches talking. You see things firsthand. I mean, half the time the play is running out to you. I don't know. I'm just very drawn to the adrenaline uh, rush that you kind of get when you're down on the field. It's about as close as you can be, I think, to being you know, on the team and Max Starks, who's my partner, he's experienced it both ways, but it's just really fun to be able to see things that maybe the guys up in the booth, depending on where the booth is in the stadium, some, you know, they're in an end zone, they're high up. Um, it's just really cool to help. And, and like you said, to be able to provide some context of what we're seeing from field level. Yeah. You just mentioned there, Missy, as well, about, you know, all the things you get to do, you know, it's sort of a dream job for Steelers fans, if you like, but what would you say is the most rewarding element of that job? 
Well, I'm from Pittsburgh, born and raised. I went to college at the University of Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Um, I have moved a little bit in the state of Pennsylvania two times, but was naturally drawn to come back. So it's it's kind of like a childhood dream. Um, and I just think it's really cool now that I have children of my own. I have two young boys and they're football junkies. I mean, they love every sport, but specifically the Steelers. So it's been really cool to carry on that tradition that my parents did with my brother and I of loving football. And now we're passing that down to our boys. And Miss, you talked about being in London for that game back 10 years ago now, which... Seems like mm-hmm. yesterday, but it's almost like a generation ago now. And um, you know, first off, the the game internationally has really changed over that period. And even like, I usually don't do this, but I walked around the concourse to Tottenham last week, and I, I'm not just saying this for the podcast. And guys, I haven't told you this: the third highest supporting team outside of the two outside of the two teams that were playing, Steelers. Now I'm not sure if those were English <laughs> fans or Irish fans or European fans, but there was a heavy amount of Steelers fans there last week, and. It's just cool to see the international impact, I guess, Missy, um, just continue to grow. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of times, obviously here in the States, when we go to different stadiums, you're seeing maybe people from Pittsburgh who are going to a destination. Like, we're going to L.A. this weekend. Las Vegas was one where I knew, like, neighbors, close friends who were going from Pittsburgh to Vegas because they wanted to go to Vegas. But when we were at Wembley, like you said, it was, yes, there are people who made the trek from Pittsburgh or wherever, but there were just homegrown Steelers fans from there that were just so exciting. We'd had a chance. Um, I cannot remember the name of the pub, but we did a live show from it. And it was one of the coolest atmospheres. Uh, just the the fans that showed up. They I remember um it was like Coach Tomlin, Troy Polamalu, Ike Taylor. I'm sure it was Ben. There was somebody else on offense. They took them somewhere really cool. The streets were shut down. They're up on a stage and there were just black and gold jerseys everywhere. I mean, it was just, it was so wild. Um, and Steelers Nation never surprises me, but that was one of those moments where I was like, wow, this is, this is worldwide. This is crazy. Missy, which player on the team is the most fun to interview? And, you know, which player have you enjoyed interviewing the most? There's a lot of good guys. Oh, okay. All right. Um, So I will say Najee Harris is really fun to talk to because he can be very off the wall. He says funny things. He has a good sense of humor. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, those like veteran defensive guys. It's fun to pick their brain Um, as well. And, you know, just this season after that San Francisco loss, I usually have to try to get a player on the field. And after losses, it can be a little bit more difficult, uh, which I understand. Sometimes I don't even want to do it, but TJ Watt tied James Harrison's record. And he was like, of course I'll do it. You know, it was a hard situation, but he's just one of those guys where he knew that it was something I needed to do for my job. And he was more than willing to do it. And I appreciate that. But I think my all-time favorite is probably Troy Polamalu. Um, Troy's funny. I think what people see from him, you know, he was crazy on the field, but he's very reserved and quiet off the field, but he's one of the funniest guys. He was a prankster in the locker room. Every teammate and coach loved him. And I always just really enjoyed getting to chat with him. And, you know, speaking of fun, you know, we had Max Starks on a couple of weeks ago, your your teammate, if you like, um, just to talk about the Steelers fans and how, you know, well they travel. You know, there have been some incredible experiences so far this season, let alone, you know, in past. But what are Steelers fans really like on the road, Missy? 
passionate. They get there early. They come down to the front row. They know where the visiting team tunnel is. It's like they almost scout it out before they get there because you see them because they have their terrible towels, which is fantastic. Um, even in Las Vegas, obviously the jersey colors were kind of similar, but then you get the towels out and you're like, ah, there they are. Um, but they're just passionate. They want a chance to get as close as they can to the team. And let me tell you, they, you know, when you make the home team quarterback go on a silent count, they're doing their job on the road. And I know the players appreciate it a lot. Coach Tomlin's given Steelers Nation a shout out a bunch this season as well. But it's it's really cool to see in person and just how you can take over a stadium when it's not your home stadium. Uh, talking about stadiums, talking about atmosphere, obviously a bye week last week, Missy. And one thing I've learned over the last six to eight months is there is no off day in the NFL, even when there's an off season. But do you get a chance as a reporter to actually maybe have a, just a bit of a rest during the bye week or is it all just go, go, go continuously? No, I definitely did, um, which was great. And it's very weird, but also nice to kind of watch other games and not be going to a game or, you know, trying to catch up. Um, my boys are very active in sports. So I was at a nice rink, a, a soccer field, a football field, I should say. And then they played flag football on Sunday. So we went to their games. And then afterwards, uh, I took my oldest out and we watched the end of the Browns game and the Bengals game. You know, they had the double TVs up. It was just really cool to watch and to experience it with him. Um, and then obviously it's just, you have to pay attention to the AFC North and other things happening. So it was a nice break, but I'm definitely jonesing to be back for another game. Missy, how have you found the team's performances so far this season? I think it's probably not what they wanted in terms of, you know, a fast start, but I don't think you could also complain about being three and two after the first five games that they played. I think the bye was a little early, but again, it is what it is. And you have to use that time wisely. I think when it's more towards the middle of the season, that helps out health wise, but look, they might get Deontay Johnson and Anthony McFarland back this week, which is huge. Um, especially for the offense. I think they did a really good job last year after the buy of making adjustments, maybe not the whole cell that, you know, everybody can see, but Something clicked and worked, and I'm hoping that that's what we see on Sunday in L.A. in terms of the offense playing better um, and the defense as well. Yeah, just, you know, it's a, it's a massive game, you know, with the Rams. A lot of people expected them to struggle this year, expected a potential down year. How impressed have you actually been with them this year, Missy? I mean, I think, you know, they have Matthew Stafford and he's been in the league for a long time, but he is a very accurate quarterback. And there's a reason why there was a trade for him, um, you know, from Detroit. I also think Aaron Donald, he's a Pittsburgh guy. So everybody, you know, knows of him across the league, but specifically here in Pittsburgh, just being a guy who grew up here, went to college here. And he's on the latter portion of his career, but he's still really good. He's still somebody that you have to know where he is at all times. So I think the Rams are maybe one of those teams that, as you said, was a little underrated coming in. I think their running game might suffer, being that they lost two of their top guys. Um, but it's Sean McVay, and I just think he's a really good offensive mind. So I'm interested to see what their game plan is on Sunday. Missy, obviously, you know, the Steelers are coming off the bye now and it's it's an opportunity to to reset. Not the best start to the season, but we've seen progress and they've they've gradually gotten better week on week. What are you going to be looking out for as the key things against the Rams this weekend? 
I think for the offense, I want to see a little bit more balance, especially get the run game going. We've seen it in spurts, but not consistently. And I think for this offense, if they can score points early, then it gives you time to incorporate the run game and stick with the run game. And we saw what it did at the end of last season and how much it helped them. And I think, you know, like I said, Deontay Johnson coming back, I think, is going to be huge for them because now if teams were doubling George Pickens, now you have to worry about 18 as well. So um, I think those are some things I'm looking for. And then I think in terms of the defense, the, the tackling, I think the Ravens game, I almost wish they played after that game because it just felt like things were gelling really well. But you know, Coach Tomlin shouted out the middle of their defense that completely revamped inside linebackers room. And I thought that they played their best game against Baltimore. And hopefully that carries on uh, through the rest of the season. Yeah, and we, we talked a little bit earlier, Missy, about, you know, the great work that the Rooney family and the Steelers have done in Ireland. You know, just we've, we've spoken a lot about it in the podcast so far, but just how awesome would it be to actually have a game in Dublin someday? Would it be a career highlight? For sure. I mean, I just think some of the experiences, um, you know, there's places I've never been before, but because there's a Steelers game there, I get to go. And it's it's very rewarding and I'm very grateful for it every single time because it's kind of a pinch me moment. Um, but I think to have a game there with the support that's already there, I just I can't imagine what the atmosphere would be like and knowing what Wembley was like in 2013. I, I think it would be fantastic. Missy, I, I I can imagine, uh, hopefully, positive thinking going into the postseason. We'll, we'll probably have you on again to chat about uh, our first divisional round, please God, matchup uh, against someone in the postseason. But certainly, Missy, uh, you know, excited to continue to listen to you and the entire team on for just for us on off the ball. But, um, you know, just to jump on what Dave and Jimmy have said there, like to see so many Sailors fans last weekend over London was one thing, but to see upwards of four or five hundred fans sell out uh, a watch party next month for the Browns game is pretty cool so you'll have to give us a, a little shout out that day I think yeah for sure and it's been really fun following you guys on social as well and just seeing the craze that is there so uh, I appreciate you guys having me on this is an honor thank you so much for your time Missy uh, look, see your travels to LA it, it's a long trip this weekend and we'll chat to you soon thank you so much Great to hear from Missy Matthews, uh, Steelers sideline reporter, as the Steelers get ready for this game against the Rams this weekend. But, you know, as importantly, and obviously thank you for Missy coming on, great to chat to you boys again. Jimmy, it feels like that bye week just dragged and it was just a weird time to have a bye week because it was on such a high and then it just sort of stops. Um, I have to say, after watching the Ravens in person all weekend, I can't wait to watch the Steelers again now because I just wanted to get back to the you know the proper AFC North talk and not looking at the Ravens in London. So re- really, you know, genuinely excited to to see this game this weekend, but obviously as well, just heartwarming to see so much uh, black and yellow in London last weekend, man. Yeah, like you said, Nick, it, it's, um, I mean, the, the, the last game against the Ravens finished on such a high and we really came into our own in the latter stages of the game. So... Look, just hoping there's no kind of bi-week lag now as they get back to business and they can build some momentum after that victory and um, stay in the race for for, for the, the playoffs. I mean, it's it's mental to think that October, it's it's almost over and we're getting into November. And November football is where, you know, the season is won or lost. Um, so a big, big fixture now against the Rams this weekend and uh, hopefully they can, they can do the business. I actually like... Um... 
they have actually liked the timing of the bye week in the sense of it sort of puts like the initial pass behind it and you move on. You see teams sometimes have like really late bye weeks and really early bye weeks. Maybe granted, give or take another week or so, but I like it and it sort of puts that focus ahead now, doesn't it? Yeah, I was originally, I was a bit pessimistic about the early bye week because you sort of think you're going to have to go through that long stretch afterwards where you're not going to have that much of a break. Um, but at the same time, if you look at it, it's a good chance for our offense to reset, you know, uh, on and get a few things done on the training ground, if you like. So as well as that, the travel as well, the travel to LA, it's 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 another important aspect you have to bring into it. So I was originally a bit pessimistic, Mick, but um, at the same time, I think it couldn't have came at a better time because it gives us a good chance to sort of reset and, and let us go again. So it's come at a, um, a perfect time, if you think of it. So no excuses now. We are recording this. On the 19th of October, we're one month out from this watch party in Croke Park. Sold out. Um, Jimmy, I have so many people DM me looking tickets. I don't have tickets. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Steelers.com slash Ireland for more information. But, man, I'm buzzing for the watch party. I presume we're going to hear more information soon. And uh, I can only imagine if it's anything like Mexico, it's going to be class. But it's getting really close now, man. Big game as well. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's literally a month out. And I kind of wake up every morning. This might sound a bit sad, but I'm... I'm a little bit more excited each and every day for it because it, like, obviously, it's such a momentous occasion to have the first of its kind in Crow Park. Um, it's going to be fantastic to meet our fellow Steelers fans to get get to watch a game, a, a probably a critical game, a crucial AFC North game against the Browns, and you know, surrounded by Steelers fans, we're all going to be there cheering, you know, enjoying each other's companies. And I think it's it's kind of testament to how far the sport of American football has come in Ireland. And we we touched on this previously, but it's also, I mean, the Steelers have have only been marketing into Ireland since May. You know, that, and a few short months later, we're having this massive watch party in Crow Park. So I think it's just going to be fantastic. And I think there's going to be many more coming down the line after. Presuming this goes well, which I wouldn't see why it wouldn't. I mean... Everyone I've talked to, Steelers fans or otherwise, or even NFL fans, are absolutely buzzing for the night. Ring it on. I know it's going to be a great night. There's going to be merchandise available available for people to buy and stuff. Seen a few whispers online. There will be more official stuff coming out soon in regards to this. And um, look, genuinely, people have been messaging me. Just have a look out uh, at Steelers at Ireland on social media if any more do become available. But it is sold out. And that, I guess, Dave sort of shows the demand for this and just going on what Jimmy said it's not even just like that there it's like as Jimmy said it's the first time it's happened even just for general NFL fans just get behind the team and like this is something great to, to support like the first time it's happening and uh, it feels like a little bit of history that we'll be telling people in like 30 years Do you remember that night against the Browns we won 35-0 uh, that's that's maybe a bit optimistic I would love to see that but um, yeah you know what when it was originally announced maybe a lot of people were thinking Oh, surely it's not going to be in Crow Park. Surely there's somewhere off Crow Park they're doing it, but it's actually in Crow Park, which is fantastic. So, um, it, it's one of those things where, as well, nobody really. When I originally first told my folks about it, they were saying, "Like, really, why Crow Park?" And I was just like, "It's just it's how quickly it's taken off. It's really it's madness when you think of it." So, I'm the same as Jimmy. I I can barely believe it as well. You know, we're counting down the days at this rate, and it's still sort of like a, a pinch me moment that's happening. So. Can't wait to get over. You know, I, I'm stuck over here in England and um, hopefully I can get it. It's the first time I've been back in a, in a while. So 
look, counting down the days at this rate, and I can't wait to, to, to watch Steelers in Crow Park, which hopefully in someday in the future, it's in a physical, not in a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A visual sort of thing, you know? So, Roman in Dublin as well. That's going to be good. It'll be good having all three of us together in one physical location for for a change. So uh, good to have the the Steelers podcast men together watching the game. Hopefully, on I'm sure. Look, regardless of the result, we all want to win. It'll it'll be a great night's crack. We'll we'll do a podcast there before we bounce out of Crook Park as well. We'll 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 definitely do that, and we'll hopefully get your questions, folks, or questions from people on the night. To leave it with us. We're only. We're under a month away at the time you're listening to this now, so it is it's creeping in, but we're we're getting there. Let's look, let's let's look ahead to this game this weekend with the Rams. Like the Rams, Jimmy, haven't had the luxury of a bye week yet. They're free and free in the season, but they're doing a lot better than what people expect them to, in the sense of a lot of people, including myself, thought they'd be really poor this season. Uh, they've got a really efficient run game in Kyron Williams, and Puka Nakua looks unreal. He's broke records through five to six weeks for a wide receiver. Never mind the fan, Never mind the fact that the defense is holding up for them as well. We'll talk about the Steelers in a second, but look, going to SoFi, going all the way out to LA when you're coming from the East Coast is not easy. I guess the thing you would expect is Steelers fans to travel well. We've seen how many Steelers fans were in Vegas. Hopefully, Steelers Nation will fill out SoFi, and that gives us an extra advantage this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we saw against the against the um the Raiders how well the Steelers fans traveled to the West Coast to to the desert, and there was a game against the Chargers a couple of years ago before they moved to SoFi, where they're in uh, the old Qualcomm Stadium, and um you know for all intents and purposes it was a Steelers home game. I think they outnumbered the Chargers fans. Um, yeah, they played Renegade at one point. It was meant to be a joke, but it just encouraged the Steelers fans and. The charges were were a bit um a bit upset about that, but I think it's going to be a great a, it's a great look it's a great opportunity for the Steelers to build in the momentum we've been talking about coming back from the bye week. Hopefully everyone's healthy. You know we're getting the likes of Deontay Johnson back, which is going to be fantastic for our pass game. But I think in t- in terms of what the Steelers can expect, I mean you mentioned Kyron Williams there. He went from having I think less than ten carries last season to becoming the feature back. And he's just he's just you know become this amazing running back. And I I remember watching him in Notre Dame and thinking he's 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 undersized, but he's a fast he's he's a home run hitter. So the Steelers will have to prepare for him. And obviously as well, you have two of the best receivers in the league to deal with in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, uh, who's only emerged this season. So look, I think we're I think we're going to have a great shot, and we just have to. There's a couple of things we have to watch out for, you know. Jimmy, before we look at uh, what we hope to see from the Steelers this weekend, you know, looking at the AFC North, look, there's no point in saying otherwise. The Ravens had a very positive week in London, and it, there's maybe a discussion for this in the off season about the way that they actually came over and handled themselves in terms of the time spent there. If the Steelers do and when play another game internationally, but they have a big game against the Lions, uh, Dave, and you know, looking at uh, the Bengals have a bye week, Seahawks face the Browns, a key opportunity this week to try and continue to put a foot down on this division yeah just everything you've said there Mick that's um, one of those things where we're sort of having like last week for the double during the bay we were sort of watching who's playing who and obviously you got a good look at the Ravens again um, solid performance by them the Bengals really look like they're starting to purr right now if you like um, I can't remember are they away to the 49ers is it 49ers next week is it next week so the Bengals are off this week yeah, so the, the Bengals got a bye week, but then obviously got 49ers next week. 
Um, and then obviously the Browns are they've just beaten the 49ers. So this AFC North t- division is just although anybody can we can get beat by anybody, but at the same time, it's just proven that the Browns with the Browns beating the 49ers, arguably the best team in the league. It just shows that any team in this division can beat anybody as well. So um I'm going into this game optimistic. I fancy our chances. As just everything Jimmy said there, you know, but um Puka Nakua, he's been absolutely outstanding, but they've got Cooper Cup back as well. So you're potentially looking at some of the best receivers in the league all in one team. So if we can stop them, um, and obviously our defense can show up and offensively, hopefully it's been proven that we've been working on stuff during the bye week. I can I can see us coming out of there with a win, but obviously keeping our eye on everybody else as well. You know, we, we don't want everybody else sort of being able to catch up on us because we're still tactically leading, I think. So who knows what can happen? And um, yeah, just keep our eyes out on, on ourselves and hopefully the, the wins will come. Jimmy, Looking at the Steelers, mate, you know, the Rams took the Niners very close. They took the Bengals close. They were close enough against the Eagles to an extent, but the Eagles were a better team on that day. They they like to keep teams close. And one thing that we didn't really see against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago, and I know, you, I know you've been talking about it, you know, religiously, I think you said it on the last podcast, was just getting an efficient running game going. It's going to be key this weekend against this Rams team. Like I know you've been talking about how Jalen Warren and Najee Harris can almost share reps at this point but this we, we need to see this run game this week just emerge yeah yeah I, I don't think we can afford any more slow starts Nick to be honest with you I mean we had a terribly slow start against the Ravens it was really only when we blocked that punt and almost scored a touchdown that kind of jump started us a little bit and made, made us wake up and realize okay we can actually do something here so I don't think we can afford to do that against the against the Rams you know Matt Stafford hasn't been as proficient as we've seen in the past. He's still he's still a, a very good quarterback. He has multiple weapons, and we can't allow them to get going. We have to establish the run game fast and early and then use the run game to open up the passing game. You know, that's I mean, that's one of the old the oldest sayings in football is you have to use the running game to open up the passing game. So there's a lot of things we still need to improve on um that I hope we can address to this weekend against against the Rams. And Dave, just looking at Sean McVay two or three years ago when everybody won the Super Bowl in their home stadium, they had a game wrecker in Aaron Donald who just turned that game against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Well, Sean McVay this week has called your man TJ Watt a nightmare and he's going to have to be on it to stop Matthew Stafford in this Rams offense this week because you feel like, Dave, if the Steelers' defense can just get it going early, like the offense, as Jimmy has said, there you know, no no stoppage, just get it going early. If they can shut Stafford down a bit, you could just take control of the game this Sunday. Yeah, you you mentioned there about McVeigh, mentioned in TJ Watts, a bit of a clash of the Titans. This is probably the two best defensive players over the past ten years going up against each other, and it's maybe going to come down to who's going to be able to perform on the day, and who knows who could could provide the key player that'll let us to win. So, um. Coming back to the, you know, how we can maybe stop him of every, you know, belief in the offensive line. Of course, we're not the greatest on the stat sheet, but if we can stop Aaron Donald um, and putting pressure on Kenny, and also if we're getting, you know, the pressure that we know we can get on, on Stafford, putting a bit of pressure on them. He did, even when he played for Detroit, he did have a bit of a turnover issue and he, it has sort of led into his career with the Rams. But I think if we've got the players to do it, and if we just can get that execution both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, we're not going to be far away. So fingers crossed that'll happen and um, every faith it does and hopefully that it, 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 it lead us to coming out with one. Game picks. Here we go. 
and I mean here we go, Jimmy. I'm gonna say the Steelers win a tight one, seventeen to fourteen. The Rams have given up over four hundred yards and three touchdowns through six weeks. The tight ends, Pat Fryer moves back. Move gets a touchdown. Steelers get the win, 17-14, get back to Pittsburgh, top of the AFC North, because the Lions are going to beat the Ravens. Hopefully. Give me some good news, man. I'm inclined to agree that it's going to be a tight game, but I, I have faith. Uh, you look, the first three quarters of that Ravens game, I was sitting there going, what in the name of God is going on? They surprised me. They, they, they snapped themselves out of the rush. They got some big splash plays. That touchdown pass from Kenny to George was a thing of beauty. Uh, we want to see more than that. I want to see Pickens get two touchdowns this week. And I want to finally see a rushing touchdown. So I'm going to go Steelers 24-21 over the Rams in a close one. I love it. Dave, it has to be a full house. Come on, man. Of course, it's a full house. Um, I fancy the Steelers 28-24. I'm just agreeing with everything Jimmy's saying at this rate. But it's, you know, great minds think alike. What can I say? But, um... Yeah, I, I, just to sort of echo everything he said, if we can just, instead of, you know, leaving it to the fourth quarter to actually provide a few splash plays and a few key plays on the defensive side of the ball, if we can do that from dead up and put Stafford under pressure, obviously, the you know, Kyron Williams is, is out. He's a great running back to have. And um, if we can just put pressure on him, you know, force a few turnovers early, unsettle them, I have every, absolute faith that we can come out and win. So I go on 28-24 um, and take that to the bank. Take it to the bank, my man. You can listen to the game, folks, in Ireland on Off The Ball Sports. The game is not on Sky Sports in Ireland or in the UK. It's on NFL Game Pass on the zone. You have to check it out there. We'll put the information in the comments for Off The Ball. You can just download the app and listen to the game, which is going to be good on Sunday night. Looking forward to it. And we'll be back during the week to recap the game. Um, in the meantime, you can listen to the podcast. Just search Irish Leaders Podcast. And also find this on X and on Instagram and TikTok by searching Steelers Ireland if you use the hashtag Steelers Ireland during the game on Sunday we'd love to know your thoughts your comments please add us as well on social media and we will hopefully read them out next week but for now lads here we go we're back week 7 lads here we go chat me soon here we go here we go